Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin here. How are you doing Anita? Do you know what? <laughs> another morning, I was wandering the bloody hall at three o'clock this morning. But uh, you so like far? a ghost. If I lived in that house, I'd be like, yeah, scared. Crap wake up when you hear the, the thing is creaking. Like, Watching you oh, sleep. Ghost is out again. <laughs> <laughs> but so far I'm okay, but it is like quarter to 10 in the morning. So probably like fade at about 11. Anyway, today we've got a great um, episode. They're all, they're all great anyway. I'm sure you'll agree, listener. Why? And also, listener, if you agree, listener. Give us a, listener. Listener. <laughs> listener. there's more than one of you, but I'm, it's, I'm making it feel like I'm talking directly to you. If you haven't given us a review yet, go and do it. It's really easy and it really makes makes our day, doesn't it? Cheers, a sub. Oh, I love it. It's a nice I one. I need to have something to do, like at three in the morning, read the reviews. Yeah, I can read them. Perfect. Yeah, go through them. <laughs> something to do. <laughs> Reference that in the review, if you like. This is just to help me to do something <laughs> at three in the morning, other than like... I must walk the whole lot. Because um, when we went to talk at an event at the weekend, uh, someone in the audience, I got chatting to him at the coffee machine. He went, how's your sleep now? <laughs> I was thinking, oh, <laughs> I was just going around how rubbish it is all the time. <laughs> Do I know you? Oh, that's funny. Well, it's, you'll be, it's, it's I'll, just be known for, I'll just be known for being a Leicester City fan and you can just be known for liking Bake Off and not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting people. At least we more cake in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But today we have uh, with us, the love, I'm going to say it in this accent, Des Dobrava, Dobrava, Transylvania. She's fantastic. She's not even from Transylvania. No, she's from Bulgaria, but similar accent. As she said, it's next door. Neither of us knew that until she said it, did we? Everybody knows that. <laughs> we did not know <laughs> I, that. I was actually like um, thinking, because my daughter said, oh, is Transylvania a real place? And I actually like thought, is it? I'm not sure. I think so. And it is. Anyway, I have the globe, I have the atlas behind I knew that. I just wouldn't have known it was, I don't know where. I have the world map behind me. Well, have a globe well, maybe you should well. turn around now and then look at it. Yeah. I only know it the backwards way. <laughs> <laughs> mirror, That's mirror version as well. The flat earth theory. Yeah. Anyway, back to Des. She helps, she's great at branding, but she also now, not just branding, but helps people start memberships. So memberships are great aren't they we've got a membership if you're not a member of it gosh sake get, get yourself in there it's not much a month to be part of it we do jfdi sessions so that means get always <laughs> get it wrong don't just effing do it sessions a couple of times a month we go go um not just live in there we're like on a zoom call so you can actually like interact with us and stuff not just live and we're talking at you um and then you also get a ton of master classes in there as well and a few good bonuses so our our uh, membership is called get savvy academy and we'll put the link in here so you can check it out um and if it's the it's the easiest way to to get to get started working with the get savvy club really isn't it Okay. Yes, exactly. So in this episode, Des is going to talk about um, how to make recurring money using memberships. She kind of clarifies what a brand is and recommends an awesome book, actually, which isn't a traditional business book. So I think it's one that's going to be useful for everybody in, on multi-levels. And also, we went to do a speaking gig the other week and Des was speaking there as well. That's how we connected with her. Well, we all, I already knew her on Facebook. We were already connected online, but never actually spoke to her in real life before. So I said, hey, you should come on our podcast. So that's why she's on but um when we were when she was talking we were listening and nodding a lot and when we were talking she was listening and nodding a lot because 
a lot of the things that we say are very similar. Like we have the same, like the same thought processes and the same way in which you need to brand yourself and market yourself to really, you've got to stand out. You've got to have a personality online. Otherwise, if you don't, you're going to struggle. You're going to be vanilla, aren't you? You're going to be like. Yeah. And um, she said that we were her favorite speakers out of everyone yeah. on the day. And flattery will get you everywhere with us. We, yeah, we definitely. We will. Flat flattery yeah. and a chocolate orange. <laughs> practically. It. It's a chocolate orange. I like your hair. Thank you. <laughs> Come in. <laughs> so anyways, let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. My name is Des the Brava. I I uh, come from Bulgaria, but I, I've lived all around. I'm based in London. What I do is I help people build powerful brands usually, using using disruptive yeah. branding and marketing tactics, and then take that and turn it into a recurring revenue machine. Because who doesn't love stable income? Yes, especially that is in current times. I know. Yeah, because I've been seeing your stories talking about your up and coming challenge. Um, to help people do this. And I think so many people go into this space, this online space thinking I'm gonna make all of this money. And they don't, you don't wanna be starting every month on zero again. If you can get a mechanism in there that you can actually, and you can be making money regularly and it's at the start of the month that money's in there without you, if you do nothing, that money's gonna be there, then it's, it's crazy. You should do that. Otherwise, when if you don't do that, you're going to come from a right place of desperation when you're speaking to clients about working with you because that they can almost smell that you have no money yeah. and you really need that next client. But if you know, well, whatever happens, that money's coming in regardless. And then you just come, yeah, energy's just so different, isn't it? I am one of these people who used to underestimate energy when it comes to marketing and sales. Like I used to think, oh, that's just bullshit. I mean, there's no such thing. If you have a strategy, you follow that strategy and it's going to work no matter what. But actually people can feel your energy. And if you are coming from a place of desperation, it's just not going to work out. And I know it's really difficult to to kind of, if things are not working well, to mentally pull yourself out of that yeah. and still try and promote from not from a place of scarcity. But honestly, I think that's kind of what defines successful business owners or future successful business owners. Because the only successful entrepreneurs are the ones who never gave up no matter what. So, All back yeah. to mindset and self-belief again, which is so important, isn't it? Confidence is everything. At least that's what I always say. I sell confidence. I, I don't sell courses or programs or whenever somebody comes into my world, my number one goal, no matter what comes out of us working together, is that they become more confident because I yeah. I really believe confidence can save lives. It saved mine. So, yeah, we, didn't, we, we, we honestly didn't know when we first started working together, we were just going to do this. Well, we said it at the weekend, but we just were going to put this six week course out there to help people use social media. It's that easy. You do, 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 and then you're going to get more business. Simple. And then it was only when when we started working with people we were like shit there's so much more to this than just the the what to do because you're right if you're not confident it's just not going to work so how are you going to get confident and that's you've got to work from that place yeah that's why i was talking about the certainty aspect of, of it it's mm. so damn hard to to show up a hundred percent certain that you know what you do works if if you just started or if things aren't working out well but if you can't do that then how can you expect other people to be sure that you can help them yeah, yeah no one wants to come on board, do they? They want to. They want to come on board and be led by someone, not be like, "Oh, you might be able to get me these results." Yeah. I'm not too Nobody sure. Your guinea yeah. pig. Nobody signs up for being your guinea pig, you know. Well, they do though. If you give it them for half price, there's a beta test or things. Well, so there's loads of ways, yeah. isn't, isn't there? So people them, think, yeah, yeah they need to go from naught to expert. You know, smash yeah. it. But well, there are steps in between. Yeah. 
the problem is most people don't are not honest about somebody yes. being their guinea pig. They'll say, oh, I'm an expert. Like I've been doing this for a good. Well, yeah. no, you just started your business. Be honest. There's so many strategies and tactics yeah. that we can follow that are honest and have integrity. Yeah. And the thing that gets me that loads of people do, and I don't know why they do it because I don't think it's needed, is when you know they're one-man bands and they have on their website or on their post, we, me and the team and all of that, and you think... Well, what's nothing to be ashamed of that you work on your own because every client means a lot to you if it's just you and your business and they're going to get personal attention from you. So all of these can be turned into superpowers, but people feel they need to and they're this big corporate entity. Yeah, but see, what you just did was really powerful because you, you took something that can be perceived as negative and you turned it into positive. So you shifted its positioning. But most people don't either don't realize they can do that or just don't think deep enough to do that. Yeah. But the truth is you can turn almost i mean don't go and kill people but you can turn almost anything oh. negative into a positive in the business world yeah yeah we do know someone on that is doing it's very successful on the coaching circuit who has been in prison and it's like using that to their advantage so you literally are not for murder but um, you literally <laughs> can can't you <laughs> so Des, what's your background how did you get into this well fun fact i've never actually been in the corporate world i've never had a, a full-time job yeah, I mean, lucky me, partly and partly, I, I, that's why I don't understand a lot of the people in the online world who come from a corporate background, including some of my clients. So they've had to teach me about, you know, the dynamics of that. I, I've had jobs, obviously, because I come from nothing. So I've had to work and I, I was a dishwasher for a while. I worked in a, in a little startup in Denmark for a while. That's where I was doing my master's um, in branding for a few years before I left. Um, and while I was working part-time for the startup, I remember finding this platform called Upwork and, yeah. um, I didn't know anything about freelancing at the time, but I had social media experience. So I, I was kind of going into the direction of what you guys do that eventually shifted, but that was my initial idea. I'm going to do this because I'm so savvy with social media savvy. huh? Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's what they heard me for in the startup. So I saw Upwork myself on there within two weeks i got a client paying me eight bucks an hour and i was over the freaking moon and and i worked with uh, upwork for about i want to say a year and within that year i quit the job as soon as i replaced my income because i never really advocate taking unnecessary risks so i just waited about it took about six months i think and then i slowly realized that um Traveling 24-7 and spending all of your little money that you make on that is probably not a great strategy for building a future. So uh, that's kind of what convinced me to uh, to take this seriously and realize that I can actually be a business owner. I don't have to stay a freelancer. And that's kind of how I started setting up my own brand on Facebook first and then Instagram. Oh, so how did you end up in the UK? That was, well, <laughs> I was living in Thailand uh, with my boyfriend and we were thinking well we love this place it's not the place for us so we kind of wanted to come back to Europe because my family is there his family is there well here um, but I don't want to live in Bulgaria that's one thing that I know for a fact and I've lived in Malta and a couple of other places but one thing I know is that I want to live in a place where English is the official language. Ever since I was six years old, I've dreamt of working in English, living, existing in English. It's a really big deal for me. And so we went to Edinburgh <laughs> and uh, yeah. never even thought about the UK, like, I mean, London, mm -hmm. um, because we had some sort of a negative perception about it, to be honest. Everybody always says bad things about London. Then you come here. Expensive and, and unfriendly. 
yeah, it's not really, not, yes, it's expensive, but it's really <laughs> not a friendly. I've not seen that at all, especially compared to Edinburgh. I want to say oh, <laughs> so friendly. Edinburgh is beautiful. Um, and it's amazing if you uh, want to retire. But apart from that, it's just not the place I feel like for me at this point in my journey. And London is so dynamic, full of other entrepreneurs. Most of my clients live here. So that little thing called social life, I'm back to having that now after COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that branding as a word confuses a lot of people and they kind of try to simplify and say, oh, logo, some colors, um, and I'll just crack on. What would be your top tips in, in what it is and how to make it work for you? Oh, I, ha I love that question. I haven't mm -hmm. talked about this in a while. This used to be a massive conversation in the online world that always used to go viral because people always argued branding versus marketing. What comes first? Is one a part of the other one? And there is so much confusion because there's no official definition. If you Google it, there isn't one. Some of the first things my um, advanced brand management professor taught me. And um, so I came up with my own that I think is really simple. So the way I see branding, it's a mix of um, identity and perception. So the identity piece, it's it's who you are. It's what is your purpose, your values, um, your origin story, probably the most important piece of your brand. Um, so all the internal stuff, that's the identity. The perception piece is obviously how are you positioned in other, what space do you own in other people's minds? So that's your tagline, that's your social media presence, your visuals, all that stuff. That's kind of where branding evolves also into design once you start looking at the visual aspect of it. And branding absolutely comes first because you can't really market without having a brand. I think some people are confused and think they, they have to build a brand, but the truth is you already are. You already are a brand. Yeah. You're just not. You're already putting something out there, whether you realize yeah, the brand, whether it's yeah. intentional or not. Exactly. Yeah, the brand is the thing, isn't it? And the market marketing is the action you do to the thing to promote it. So <laughs> brands have an actual bottom line value, don't they? And I was quite surprised not that long ago to find out that Samsung apparently sell like four times as many phones as Apple. Yeah, Apple is worth more on the stock market because of its brand. Pure branding, isn't it? And you think of it as the most popular one. They have built an incredible, soon to be a trillion dollar freaking brand. It's amazing. And they, they, that's why also they justify much higher prices too. Mm -hmm. so it's crazy. But yeah, and exactly as you said it, branding is, let's look at it that way. Branding is defining your message and marketing is pushing that message out to the world, essentially. Yeah. 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 And, and you but, don't have to be a big business to have a brand. Do you a one-man band? can be a brand that's confusing. anybody these days pets have brands man have you seen mine yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. there was that, I, I saw her on a tiktok I was, watching, I was on tiktok earlier today and this um woman she did a tiktok about how she was just at the pub and then this pigeon came and sat on her lap and was like just, it, was like a, it looked like a baby, no baby pigeon, but it was a bit distraught. So she let it sit on her, her lap and then it was on her shoulder. And then she ended up being like worried about what to do. So she took it home with her. And then she asked all these questions about what do I do? Because this pigeon's like just with me. It's really tame. It's just taken to me. And then she created a TikTok account for the pigeon. And now she's got all this. Um, she's been on all these different uh, all these different media things about it. It's really interesting. So, yeah, just that scruffy little pigeon. Has oh, it's so brand and it's only doing TikTok right now, which I just saw. I'm in love with that story, and I'm gonna go find the pigeon after we're done with this. Yeah, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send you the woman and the thing. I just thought she's so cool, and like she was like, I don't know what to do. Like asking our followers, what do I do with this pigeon? Because she, she 
was like, I don't want to let it go because it seems to want to be here, but I don't want to keep it if like it's the wrong thing to do to keep a pigeon. Like if that's not the right, you know, if that's not, I don't know, if it's bird cruelty or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> it's all very well telling people about this reoccurring revenue thing, but how, what do you, once they got the branding sourced and things, what do you suggest? What's the, the way that they make that reoccurring money? I think I, I just want to bust uh, a little myth first because even just today I was getting emails from some folks that um, that saw my challenge and emailed me to say, well, um, I'm not sure what I do can be turned into a membership or I'm not sure I have the skills to have a membership. And honestly, you don't, I mean, I'm not going to say you don't need skills, but people overestimate what is necessary in order to yeah. not even just start a membership, to build a business. Everybody thinks they need to be this genius and it's really not true. So with memberships, um, there, I have never met a person that cannot launch a membership, regardless of niche, regardless of what industry, regardless of their experience level, even if they're total beginners. I've actually worked with people who did not have a business and we launched the business with a brand new membership. You can target hobbyists. There's people building gardening memberships, people building memberships. There was a guy who makes half a million uh, pounds a year with a membership where he teaches other men how to build build furniture out of like wood. <laughs> like woodwork basically it was yes, wow. amazing and then there was there's knitting memberships you know so you don't even have to be a business owner to have a membership but if you are well then it's so much easier because whatever your expertise is we just have to figure out one little massive thing and that is what's the recurring value like what's the recurring value proposition why should people join and then stay for years and years as yeah. long as we figure that out Usually it takes me two minutes to figure that out for any person. It's not that complicated. And we turn that into your messaging for the, for attracting people to the membership. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's your if hobby you, or your passion, it's fun as well, isn't it? No, it is. And, and it's not I, that much work. Like, I think that's the other thing. People think... Uh, I think people panic and feel like they have to over-deliver when they have a membership. I, I see a lot of people get overwhelmed with that because they feel that they need to be showing up every day and giving value every day. And, and no, people don't buy your thing that they pay for you every month for you to be at their beck and call. And if they do, they're the wrong people. Get rid of them. Get them out. We've actually had we, – we have a membership. It's uh, called Get Savvy Academy, and it's our monthly membership. And people – how we work is you've got the podcast. That's free. And then the next step up is you to join the membership. Then we have a pro like a program, and then a, a more of a mastermind. Then we have one to one. So that's kind of like our, our um, the way that we work. And in the academy, no no joke. We when we opened the doors to it, we got like ninety seven people join. I was a bit annoyed that it didn't get to hundred, but really I should mm. be, just be happy that ninety seven people joined on that first first launch. Don't when we weren't like brand new, we were already established. We already had a following and things but but we we did that and then i'm not kidding you it was, it's very affordable it's not very expensive at all and you had didn't you anita somebody like messaged you with all their linkedin you know like asking for all website links to, to look, everything to, to to look at everything and it's like, but it's all about setting boundaries isn't it of what what is going to be in there what is acceptable and what isn't and um, making that yeah. clear to people so that they know and also not letting those boundaries because if you do I, and I'm really guilty of this because somebody asked me something and I can answer. I just want to help and just want to answer because I think, well, I can answer that in two minutes. But obviously, it's not fair to the people that pay much more money to, to me to be helping those people that don't pay as much as harsh and as awful as that sounds. Because you can get loads of value from this podcast, which yes. is free, you know. 
So, but it, uh, it does help working with Anita because then I, th- I think like, okay, it's not me doing it, it's a business and and it, it it's tough yeah. to get, but once you get there, it's really, really, really good space to be in to be like, no, you need to go to this thing if you need that. Um, but I think people need to think about that before they have a membership, but just realize you don't need to show up there every day. People don't need you every day and you don't always have to do all the things in it either, do you? Boundaries like, yeah, are boundaries. important. Yeah. Boundaries yeah thing when it comes to i would say especially with memberships because they are well you can have a high ticket membership but i largely teach lower ticket membership mm-hmm. i'm talking less than 250 a month let's say yeah is, is what i um specialize in and of course in the beginning you're inexperienced with with serving in this capacity and it's so easy to just fall into the trap of yeah you can send me an email you can send me a me- yeah let's get on a quick call no you do it once and it's not fair to every single other person in there and every person who's going to join in the future, who's probably even going to pay more and still is not going to get that. So you have to set boundaries. Memberships offer limited access to you, limited group access. That's it. Yeah. No emails, no private messages. Yeah, I, definitely, I because you charge more for that, obviously. Yeah. If you do it at all. And if you have, so this is why, why memberships are so brilliant, because as long as you have another offer, which m- most people do, let's say you have, like you guys have a mastermind, you have a one-to-one. Well, the next one, just position it as the next natural step for people in the membership. So obviously everyone in the membership should be aiming to join your mastermind, for example. As long as you position that next offer in this way, then the 90% of the people are not going to try to push your boundaries because they know what comes next and they cannot ask you for any more of what you're offering them. It's really, yeah. it's all about positioning. How are you positioning yourself? How are you positioning your expertise and your offers? Yeah, and I think with the membership, the other thing you need to get your head around is that people will leave. And it's not personal. It's not about you. It's nothing you've done. It's just a natural occurring event that, you know, people join and people leave. And sometimes I'm like, oh, so, so slow. We so still do get outraged. I cried, I think, the first time. I've had my for five years now. And at the beginning, I was only charging $10 a month. And so when somebody who was paying that left, I was like, oh, this is so not valuable. I'm a failure. It's yeah, like, yeah, you feel like messaging them. Why? And then you're like, well, I didn't want them to message me, but now I'm going straight to them to find out why. Yeah, I know, right? It's so, it, you have to understand that it's not about you. Well, maybe. Although we did once have, um, we do have a standard email that we say, oh, sorry, you're leaving. Any feedback, you know, criticism taken on board, all that. And someone wrote back and said, um, yeah. and said, uh, I think what you do is great. You're both fantastic, but you're just not for me. <laughs> I was like, fair okay, enough. Fair enough. Best quote that. ever. I've had that, yeah. I do recommend having, um, for everybody listening, if you already have a membership, having a cancellation page with a video and trying to give them a few options once they get to that page. So make it easy for people to cancel. Don't be like, call us or send us an email, but make the decision hard. So have an option to pause, have an option to downgrade. And then lastly, okay, if you really are sure, here's the cancellation button. You're never coming back. that's good advice. (laughs) I personally don't let people come back into mine once they leave unless there's um, extenuating circumstances, but that's not the route most people take. So it really depends on if you're building a scalable membership, for example, like if this is an offer you want to have thousands of people in in the future, then that's probably not a good strategy. Then you should definitely have like a win back email sequence and, you know, maybe do offers to get people to come back in. So it depends on what your ultimate goal is for your membership and for your business. Yeah. Do we never looked at that, have we? Like the win back thing. 
Um, I think no, that, perhaps, maybe actually, because how have we had it? We've look, it's nearly two years we've had that membership now. So perhaps we should do like you know go find out who's left and win them back. I'll just email and go uh, listen to this podcast with Des. Uh, <laughs> you're now Genius, in this win yeah. back email. <laughs> get get your ass back into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> lo- we've changed it, and we had to apologise, didn't we, Anita, for our membership at one point because um, we were so busy with other stuff. We weren't like we weren't given as much value as we wanted to so we had to kind of go do you know what we've fell a bit like behind on this and we've been shit sorry but like, we held so our hands that, up we'd let yeah. it fizzle so we held our hands up instead of just pretending everything was all right we said we're sorry um here's what we're going to do differently and we no one left better. from that did they everyone was like no. oh, that's great yeah see i see very few people do that uh, most people pretend everything's okay and then people start mm. canceling then they freak out and they shut the membership down i've seen that happen to a few people yeah. in the last few months and honestly, people will respect you so much if you just tell them exactly where you are, what's been going on. Yeah. People, you you will be perceived as more relatable when you apologize yeah. sometimes. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a good thing. So what should people expect from um, from working with you then? How, how does it, like obviously you teach in a membership as well about memberships. Um, how do you, what, like, who's it perfect for? I know anybody could do it in terms of anyone could start a membership, but where where's the ideal place for people to be to, to come along? So in my recurring revenue program, which essentially is a program slash membership for people who want to build memberships, (laughs) um, essentially the way I see it is it's an entire business school because what I did was I actually went to business school and I realized, well, this was not great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In business school, they basically told me how to work with corporate clients and that's really what most people want to do. So, um, I decided I wanted to create something that is like the business school we never went to. So you start from scratch. You start from the branding. You continue with the social media a bit. You continue with the sales. And and then and only then do you get into the membership stuff because I don't like throwing people straight into a membership unless, of course, they've already done everything else. So when you work with me, at least in the recurring revenue program, it honestly doesn't matter where you are on your journey. I worked so hard to create something that makes that irrelevant and mm-hmm. I'm happy to say we, we did succeed. So we have people who are millionaires. We have people who are still have nine to five jobs and just started their business journey. It's a really diverse space. It's interesting awesome. to take them in from all the different places and then yeah. you, know, you need to go that way. You need to go that, yeah. that way. And then, then that you've got something to fast track people as well, because we definitely mm-hmm. didn't have that in the start. Like, you know, for where people already that were at a level, we didn't really have anything them, you know, and it felt a bit like, oh, you've got to go through this. Whereas now we have something where they can drop in where where's right for them, which is good. So mm-hmm. we are like the Get Savvy Club. So we always ask a couple of questions. One is what makes you savvy? To me, savviness is partly natural, but it partly comes from just massive determination to, to, to succeed. So yeah. With where I come from, I'm completely self-made. I grew up with basically nothing. I just had no other choice. And when you have no choice than to succeed, you kind of become savvy. That's how yeah. I see it. You make it happen. Yeah, some people do, that's... some people don't. So, yeah, yeah you know, all credit and to I'll... you. Yeah, when you do that, yeah, and you, you've you gone, you've lived in different countries, you knew from the age of six, right, okay, I want to be somewhere where it's English-speaking, this is my dream, this is where I want to, you know, go, go ahead and try different things. So, yeah, and it, it also, there's loads of people that you'll really relate to because of that as well, because they have similar similar backgrounds or similar, or or they can see a lot of themselves in you and think, ah. Just that so drive, you, yeah. 
cheese minutes, so can I. How do I get there? And the other question we always ask is um, for a book recommendation. We always, we give it away to a listener. So, what, and it can be anything business, marketing, or um, personal development, something that's helped you along the way. Yeah, so I am a book addict. I read multiple books a week because it's my favorite thing ever after writing. And one of the latest books I've read is called In Sheep's Clothing, um, Understanding and Dealing with Manipulative People. So I, it wasn't exactly targeted at business owners. It's written by this guy called Dr. I want to say Simon. Um, and essentially, it's about how people push your buttons and how not to let them, how to recognize it first and then how to yeah. deal with it um, in a way that is aligned with your values. And I think that's actually crucial in business. One of the and one of the things that I teach is how to handle um, online attacks and cyberbullying and, mm. and a lot of that because as a business owner with a public platform, we're faced with that all the time. I mean, yeah. there's no escaping it. So that book has really helped me recognize a few patterns and and figure out how to deal with it and then help others deal with them. So it's really yeah, powerful. and not just in business, but in life, you're gonna meet these people, aren't you? Yeah, sure. I think the book talks a lot about children, especially. Oh children. yeah, <laughs> they're all manipulators from yeah. a young age. <laughs> Master manipulators. <laughs> I know when I had proper jobs, anyone could wind me up so easily. Like I'd just yeah. like from like not to 60, like just <laughs> crazy at someone over nothing. And it's like, you know, like instead of just taking a breath, thinking is the battle worth, like I used to stand up for other people that's not nothing to do with me. And I go straight in and complain to the bosses, you can't do this, da -da, and you think like now I think, why did you waste your time doing yeah. that? That's ridiculous. But that's that comes from like obviously taking that time learning that but if you can have a book that you can read that can help it might be a good one to get the kids to read clashing. as well yeah and yeah, it's yeah, about absolutely. the ego too i mean i think mm. we all come with egos and that's something that you have to learn how to um master yeah. a little bit or, or hack your ego as they call it now there's a yeah. term called hacking it's really ego actually hacking. Went to ego hacking retreat once in thailand that was fun Never that sounds that good yeah. what kind of people went there like so the actually the ego hacking trend or definition or whatever was created by the founder of Couchsurfing, who was there leading the retreat. And he introduced us to a framework for how to hack your own ego, basically, so that you can have better relationships with everybody, personal and business. So it's very interesting. Uh -huh. So how can people find out more about you and your challenge coming up? You can find me personally everywhere on social media. If you just type Des Dubreva, and that's also my website, desdubreva.com. My challenge starts on May 23rd, this one. I run this one every, um, well, a few times a year. I don't know when the next one is going to be, but it's a totally free five-day challenge where you're not even going to just work with me. It's me and my entire team plus ambassadors these are clients who've already achieved success with my membership framework we're going to be there answering all your questions too so it's going to be really great and you're going to walk away with an entire roadmap for what membership you want to start build and how actually to launch it if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe awesome see we told you how interesting des is and um yeah, what I love is she talks about recurring revenue and we're like, we've learned a lot in since we started Get Savvy Club, like getting on for two and a half years, nearly getting on for three years at the end of this year. Um, and we've learned a lot and we started off not appreciating at all the value of recurring revenue. So we didn't go for it. And it was um, working with a, a business coach, actually, that turned us on to it and made us think, oh, yeah, if you can have 10K, 20K, 30K a month coming in, um, then actually that everything you do is from a place of 
already having that money coming in. So your energy's right. You're not desperate for sales. Um, and it's just a really secure, comfortable place to be in. So it took us way too long to be switched on to that. Yeah. So if you've got your own business and you're thinking about how to make money, always think about how to make recurring revenue. And we we actually do ours through more than just a membership. We do it through different ways as well. And I, I think that um, you can't, you don't just need a membership to have recurring revenue. You can do it through many different ways. And that's what we teach in our intensive. But yeah, it took us way too long to get that, yeah. didn't it? We always have this question so I'm gonna I know we probably had it before but I'm gonna ask it again which is about trying to be two different things so having two different businesses so it might be like relevant to this membership you know we're talking about memberships could you have two different memberships or could you have two different businesses and of course you can have two different memberships or two different business businesses but with all that comes the fact that you need to have two different like lots of work for yourself and people get confused and when they get confused they don't buy so i would say if you've got two hats or you're doing two things just go all in on one and make that work first like commit to doing that one thing or marketing that one thing for six months as much as you like probably rolling your eyes because i used to hate it when people said that because i used to think but i like variety because i did all different things and i did like variety but actually you can get variety within your one thing that you do rather than do lots of different things because it does lead to confusion ultimately like we one of our one-to-one clients actually said to us about me when he because he knew me before the get savvy club he even said oh and he actually said to me i thought you was a big deal at this property event because everyone was talking to me they were talking to me because i was a property sourcer and because i was well known in the area but then he got confused because he saw me talking about weight management coffee on it on a facebook and then something else and there was no clear easy way for him to have bought off of me at that time as soon as we got clarity as soon as we got clear as soon as we had a proper offer on how you could buy from us which is the get savvy club of you know helping you attract clients because he already know likes and trusted me he was like i'm in i love that and he's all he's bought everything we ever did early on so he's got it the cheapest every time there's a beat or anything he's in and he's one of our one-to-one clients now and he's smashing it but yeah it's interesting to think that so you might think you're better to have two things you might worst thing you can do is think you can be one thing on linkedin and one thing on tiktok and one thing on facebook because everything interacts and we all find you in all different places so yeah pick one thing i'd say do two things if you want but keep one under like me and i need to be doing property stuff but we don't shout about that you know we keep that under the radar and we have to do that by one conversation at a time don't we because outwardly we'll just get savvy club and helping people attract clients using social media so if you want to win the book that there's recommended in sheets clothing which i think sounds awesome i might actually buy it so yeah if you want to win that then just screenshot the episode put it on social media and tag us in and you can have a chance of winning it don't forget to write us a lovely review um give us a five star rating and have an awesome rest of the day whatever time it is for you yep see you later Bye. bye that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed it connect with us on social media just search get savvy club